Hello and welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website, wiseuptx.org, or find us on all social media platforms. This is Sana Megani. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a Wise Up Texas board member, and I'm going to be your host today. Before we get to our guest, For today's podcast, I have a few quick reminders. We are now selling Wise Up merchandise. We have a civics and jive blend that you can get on our website. Each purchase will help Wise Up Texas and a South Asian owned business. We also have t-shirts. So if you're looking at your voting day gear and you're not sure what to wear, check out our merchandise and get your voting shirt. All of the proceeds again will go to Wise Up and help us bring important content to you just like this podcast. Early voting opens on the 13th, we're only six days away. So start thinking about your voting action plan. Where will you vote? How will you vote? And most importantly, who are you going to vote for? So check out your sample ballot. And if you need help, look at Wise Up Texas' social media for all of the resources. And now to our guest for today's episode, Seema Lajay Vardian. Seema is running for Texas's second congressional district against incumbent U.S. Congressman Dan Crenshaw. For the benefit of our listeners, the second congressional district encompasses northern and western Houston, Seema is an Iranian immigrant, a lawyer, a mother of two, a breast cancer survivor, and a political activist, uplifting social justice causes and building bridges between communities. Seema, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you with us here today. Tell our listeners more about you and why you decided to run for Congress. Thank you so much, Sana. I'm so excited to be here. I think this is really the most important election of all of our lifetimes. I am an immigrant, my family and I had to flee political chaos of a revolution and really came to this country for the power and the promise of the American dream. And, you know, I'm a living proof as to how opportunity can really lead to, you know, safety, property, happiness, and um, education has always been very important. Uh, I've been in Houston for the past 30 years, really trying to help as much as possible, bring up social justice causes and make sure that our communities are involved politically. And I would, I decided to go on Beto's campaign, help him run his Senate race and then his presidential race, because when Trump was elected, I really felt that, you know, there was another revolution going on here. And as an immigrant who came to this incredible country, all those tenets of equality, justice, liberty for all were at risk. And I decided to run because I thought people of this district are hurting. They are feeling left behind. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, who's the person that I'm running against, campaigned on uh, bringing that prescription drug prices. He went to Congress, got a bunch of pharma money and scrubbed it off of his website. So I knew from the beginning that he was elected that, you know, he had just joined the DC crowd and he just didn't care about this uh, country. So when it was time for me to run, I knew I had to step up and really give back to this incredible community who has given me so much. So I'm running to be the first woman to represent this district. I'm running to be the first Iranian American to represent, you know, to be in Congress. And I'm really running to recover the health of our families, our health, the health of our democracy, and the health of this incredible American dream. And, you know, I'm following in my grandmother's footstep, who was one of the first women in Congress in Iran, and she beat all the odds. I'm not, you know, I'm running against Trump's favorite Texan, but he's somebody who 
broke his promise to lower prescription drug prices, who's been voting to gut our healthcare in the middle of this pandemic, not once, but twice, and has been spreading really dangerous disinformation, you know, while doctors are begging him not to do that. He's also voted for the Muslim ban. And as of two weeks ago, he's voted, he voted against a bill in Congress that all it said was do not discriminate against Asians. So, you know, I am running because my experience of being an attorney and a mediator and a community activist has been to bring people together to come up for solutions. You know, we, we want somebody who doesn't tear us apart or brings us together and make sure equality is an, really an expectation and not an exception. Thank you so much for that introduction, Seema, and for sharing so much about your personal history and about your grandmother. Um, it is amazing to hear that uh, you are inspired by your family and your ancestors. That's amazing. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about healthcare. You mentioned that a few times when I was doing my research on you, I saw that that's an important issue for you. You tweeted just a little while ago, actually, that you are living proof that breast cancer screening saved lives, but too many women can't without insurance afford it, and cancer can go undetected until it's too late. If the ACA is repealed, millions will lose their insurance. And you tweeted that just a few hours ago. So tell us more about your position on healthcare, about ACA, and if you get elected, what you plan to do for your constituents. Look, as a breast cancer survivor, I was very lucky to have had really good insurance. I was detected early. I was given incredible, uh, you know, treatment and was able to afford my prescription drugs. So I want to make sure that everybody has the same opportunity. Healthcare is a universal right. Uh, so my number one concern is that everybody is covered. So I would expand the ACA, make sure that we fill in all the pitfalls that it has, make it better. Uh, when, you know, in the middle of this pandemic, you have somebody who's trying to take away uh, access to healthcare Already, Texas is the least covered state in the nation. One out of five didn't of our uh, seen, you know, everybody under 65 did not have insurance before the pandemic. Now it's one out of three. And, you know, I want to make sure that we open enrollment so that people who are out of their, lost their jobs in the middle of the pandemic have able to access healthcare because their uh, private insurances are too expensive to keep up. I would open up the public option for Medicare for everybody who doesn't want their private insurance. And of course, I would push the, our governor to expand Medicaid. Uh, the most important thing is that we, you know, we have about 340,000 people with pre-existing condition just in my district. Uh, in, in the U.S. is over 100 million. So protection of pre-existing condition is very important. We have you know, someone like Crenshaw who keeps saying he has a bill, he wants to gut, you know, the ACA, but he has a bill that will protect the pre-existing condition. In actuality, every major organization has said that's a hollow bill from the American Cancer Society to the Lung Association, to the American Heart Association. I mean, there's a whole list of it because there is no limit as to what is what means a pre-existing condition. And to gut it in the middle of all this is just unconscionable. Uh, also, lowering the prescription drug prices is so important. We have 90,000 people a year who really cannot literally die because they can't afford their health care. So it's so important to make sure we let Medicare negotiate it down so that people have access, especially when it comes to cancer. You know, one out of three individuals they, they foresee will get, get cancer. And if there's no access to the 
And if they can't access their prescription drug prices or have access to the treatment, then it's just unconscionable to have that kind of a difference uh, really in treatment. So this is, it's very close to my heart. That's what I'm going to fight for in Congress. And I want to make sure that politicians who play with people's lives like this, they have no space to stay in office. Yeah, thank you for sharing your position on healthcare. And uh, you're right, particularly in a pandemic where people are being impacted uh, almost on a daily basis, uh, it is critical to have um, healthcare for sure. So let's talk about some of the other issues you care about. You mentioned that you're uh, an immigrant and that uh, you know you really care about uh, providing the opportunity and the American dream to others, especially those in your um, district. Tell us more about uh, you know, your stance on immigration. This is particularly important for our South Asian community, uh, as many of us are still first generation immigrants. Tell us more about your stance and what you plan to do um, for our uh, immigrants in this country. Look, being an immigrant, having come here uh, as a child uh, to this incredible country that has op always had, you know, has been open to immigrants coming here and allowing those opportunities to you know, be educated, to participate, to give back. I believe in comprehensive immigration reform. I think it's unconscionable that we are separating you know, children from their parents, that you know, children are being put in cages. We have to get rid of private prisons. We have to ban, we have to get rid of the Muslim ban and, or you wanna call it the travel ban. And I know the vice president Biden has pushed for that and I'm, to do that on the first day he's in office and I'm excited to do that while I'm in office. And, you know, you hear all these horror stories about what's going on at the border. And this country is not what this is about. You know, it's even the numbers of refugees that have been accepted is just at such a low rate. And this is something that's so important. I want to make sure those opportunities are afforded to everybody. Another issue that impacts, you know, the Houston area, particularly, you know, other districts along the Gulf is hurricane season is uh, also flooding and the weather being uh, so um, unpredictable as it's been over the last couple of years. I know that your district has been hit hard uh, with this. Um, and I know that you mentioned this a lot on you know, your social media and on your website. Tell us more about what you will do to ensure that the constituents in your district will be well protected and ready ahead of the next storm. So we, you know, we've had three 500-year floods and a bunch more different kind of uh, flooding going on. I personally swam home. I personally, um, you know, our car has been flooded. It, it's a very serious problem that we have to address. Climate change is real. Uh, when our infrastructure is not ready, we need to have better studies by the Army Corps of Engineers and really be able to figure out what we do as far as, you know, building uh, making another third dam or fortifying the port of, you know, the, the ship channel. Uh, in Kingwood, we, we've had, you know, more money coming in for dredging uh, Lake Austin, you know, Lake Houston, but there is, there is still so much work, more work to be done. And I would be a strong advocate to make sure we have, we're ready, we're resilient, and we have the proper funding coming in very quickly here. And the other thing about, you know, our climate is that, Asthma is very big, you know, there are health issues associated with our climate. We have 90,000 kids who have, you know, get affected by this. And that has been a precondition to COVID in this situation. Um, and we have to make sure that we do something about that. And there's, of course, environmental injustice because our communities of colors are being affected. There's some illegal dumping going on. So there has to be really strict oversight as far as 
making making it a playing, you know, leveling field for everybody. But you know what what you were saying in the middle of the past several months, really the number one most important thing that affects everything has been COVID. You know, it's it's we cannot open up our economy without having healthy people. We've lost sixteen thousand people in Texas alone. And the fact that we have elected leaders who just lie about the importance or put out the misinformation about the importance of wearing masks, you know, when they have, you know, Dan Crenshaw has such a huge platform and he's been just saying, you know, from back in March till now, repeatedly saying, you know, questioning whether masks help, really questioning if our hospitals were at capacity to the point that a hundred doctors in July, begged him to stop putting out that kind of disinformation. And again, as of last week, holding another in-person event, maskless event, putting everybody so much at risk uh, that it's just unconscionable, especially with COVID becoming also a pre-existing conditions that we're going to have to tackle. Yeah, and you know, as you speak about COVID and you speak about children who have the pre-existing condition of asthma, I'm also thinking as a mom, I know you're a mom, we're really concerned right now about our children, about how to get them back into school, um, how to keep them safe and healthy and keep our families safe and healthy. That is always on my mind as a working mom. Tell me more about how you plan to keep the children and the families in your district safe and healthy and still being and still considering that we have to still educate our kids, whether at home or virtual or in person, what are your plans for that? And what message do you have for working families right now? Look, as I was saying, we cannot sadly open up the economy or really handle this, you know, what's going on with our schools. As a mother, I completely understand, you know, the concerns that are there until we have this virus under control. So it's really having proper funding for testing, 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 really putting out the good example as leadership that, you know, the way you should behave, meaning you have to wear masks, you have to socially distance. And we need proper funding for our schools so that they're able to actually have social distancing. They're able to have, you know, enough masks. They're able to, you know, really enforce uh, everything that is necessary to be safe. And we don't have that kind of funding coming to our public schools. Uh, you know, they tried to pass the bill where it would help with money coming in, but that has not happened because, you know, Republicans like Crenshaw just vote against money coming in to help our district, uh, not just district, Texas in general and our children. So they're able to go back. And because of the education injustice there is, we also need funding to make sure when there is remote learning, you know, that there is access to computers, there is access to internet, which is something that is not there. Again, we need funding for that. Um, and that's something that I, I want to address because education is very important to me. We need to have high quality education, again, leveling the playing field so that everybody has access to that American dream. And right now, all of that is at risk because our children are not safe. I have a very good friend who's a teacher and she's not going back after 30 years of teaching because she's just so concerned about her health. So it's putting the, the, the balance between, you know, how you handle this with the parents and also the mental toll toll is taking on the children, on the parents, on the teachers, uh, the anxiety of what this COVID situation means. There is a lot of things at stake here. So, you know, we need the funding, we need leadership that puts out good example and really is active and making sure that 
we have more testing and children feel happy they should be able to go back in a safe way yeah thank you for sharing that before we wrap up today Seema, i just want to give you an opportunity to uh, say anything further that you'd like for our south asian listeners to know about you or a message that you have for them uh, you know a couple of days away from early voting what would you like to say to our listeners I mean, look, I can't emphasize that this is truly the most important election of our lifetime because whatever you do is going to affect the future of healthcare, the future of making sure that this country is, comes together, the future of the climate. You know, the fact that, you know, we want to make sure equality and justice are the expectation for our South Asian communities, not the exception, you know, where we condemn prejudice, find strength in our diversity and protect our most vulnerable where we address our broken system and really build better solutions. And that's what I want to do. This is what I want to provide for everybody. So I'm just so excited that the community is activated. We're actually holding a phone bank next week on the, on the 13th with Aparna. Uh, so I want to just encourage everyone to please join us. It's so important to make calls within the, next, the district so everybody knows about this campaign, understands the importance of it. The website is simafortx.com. Follow us on Facebook, you know, Twitter, and please just reach out to us, contribute. We need to win this. We have 28 days to go. This district better only lost this district by 3,000 votes. We have had 70,000 new registrants. We can do this. It's just a matter of turnout. So please help us do that. Your votes, your voices matter. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks so much, Seema. That's our interview for today. I want to remind our listeners that early voting starts in only six days on October the 13th. So continue to check Wise Up's social media and website for helpful information and resources. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise Up Texas does not endorse any candidates or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on most platforms where podcasts are available and select episodes will air on Radio Azad in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Thank you for listening. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise Up Texas.